Good morning. You glad to be in the house of the Lord today, Amen. in the house of the stronger man who yes. rescued yes. us. Yes. Please turn to Psalm 64. It's Psalm 64. This is a psalm of David to the chief musician. In this psalm, uh, we will see David crying out to God for protection from slanderers and from usurpers who would seek to depose him. Uh, we will see that his confidence is in the Lord alone, not in his own abilities to protect him from them. Amen. So we see a king crying out to his king Amen. because the Lord Jesus Christ is David's king. Yes. Even though he wasn't born yet, he was his son, yet his Lord. But at this time, he was the word of God. There's a couple of divisions uh, that we'll take note of as I go through it. Verses 1 and 2, we'll see David's appeal to the Lord. In verses 3 through 6, we'll see the description of the wicked and what they're doing. Uh, verse 7, in the first part of verse 8, we'll see God's revenge on the wicked. And then the second part of 8 through 10, we'll see both all men's reaction to God's judgment as well as the righteous rejoicing in His judgment. Now, this isn't a messianic psalm, uh, if you read the words of commentators, but as we read it, let's consider our Lord, because the words here very much apply to what He dealt with right. during His life and ministry. We'll see slander and how vile it is of a sin and destructive, and it even threatens us today in our own church. It's a forgotten sin in our day. The word slander, so I took this from the Forgotten Sins outline on the website. Slander, the utterance or dissemination of false statements or reports concerning a person or an I insert or group in order to injure or defame. Slander is telling false things. Tailbearing is telling true things. However, true things can become slander very easily with just a slight twisting of context, motive, event. Just any slight twisting of the words, right. and you're slandering at that point. Lord, help us. Keep us from it. Yes. Amen. Um, so as I, before I go through the psalm, I want to talk about my goals. I want to consider the source or cause of this vile sin, talk a little bit about its effects, and talk about its remedy. And also, no one's getting away with it. None of us. No one outside of our church is going to get away with it. Okay, so Psalm 64, please follow as I read. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Yes. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Yes. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Yes. Suddenly shall they be wounded. Right. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. 
all that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Amen. Amen. We'll just go verse by verse. Verse 1. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. So we have David here crying out to God with his voice. And as I said before, we think about the Lord Jesus Christ. He cried out to his Father many different times. Yes. Uh, one of which I was just mentioned by someone maybe in the back room about... Um, in Matthew 26, 39, in the Garden of Gethsemane, asking if it be possible that the cup might pass from him. So in his human nature, he was afraid as any of us would be of death. Uh, so here's David asking for, to pre preserve his life from fear of the enemy. Yes. But David was no coward, and we know that about him. But when it comes to unseen enemies, slanderers are unseen we, we know David, he killed a lion, a bear, a giant, face-to-face -face in battle as a teenager. Yes. Think about the dowry he paid for Michael. So David, he wasn't afraid. Verse 2, Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. Immediately when I read that, I, I thought of Absalom. Thing, yes. uh, 2 Samuel 15, 4, so Absalom stole the hearts of the men yes. of Israel and did it without his father's knowledge, sneaking around doing it. Think of Pharisees. We just went through John 11, and they're worried about their place being taken away. And they even wanted to kill Lazarus, yes. which is ridiculous, but because many were believing on Jesus because of Lazarus. I also think about message board heroes today, email champions and Facebook nights, people who hide behind a pen or a keyboard and their lives just don't measure up. It's easy to sling words around when there's not a face on the other side. Yes, right. Go to verse 3. Who wet their tongues like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words. Bitter words are sharp weapons, and they're employed only by the wicked. Yes. Bitter words can cut. They can even sever relationships, sometimes irreparably. Proverbs 26, 18 says, A man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. So let us guard our words and be very careful about what we say. Yes. Move on to verse 4. Bitter words and slander are the works of cowards. They that may shoot in secret at the perfect, or, or I'm sorry, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Right, yes. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. David's enemies wouldn't dare to challenge him openly no. in a field of combat. He was the mightiest man. Even his mighty men weren't as mighty as David was. Jesus' enemies, likewise, wouldn't even debate him. They wouldn't arrest him. They wouldn't try him in public because they would be ashamed. Today, 
Cowards hide behind message boards and social media and other, other ways, whispering. And they think they're getting away with it. Verse 5. This one I have a little note, uh, caption up here. It's uh, something my grandfather used to say, birds of a feather flock together. Right. Verse 5. They encourage themselves in an evil yes. matter. They commune of laying snares privily. Yep. They say, who shall see them? So the only thing more evil than a slanderer is a group of slanderers working together. However, there's still no problem for our Lord. Amen. Proverbs 11.21, Though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Verse 6, They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search, both the inward thought of every one of them, and the heart is deep. So now we're getting to, as I mentioned, the source of slander, and it's hell. James 3 6 tells us that sins of the tongue are set afire, the tongue is set afire of hell. Yes. How low can depraved sinners go? I found a, a verse in Jeremiah 9 5, and they and it says, And they will deceive everyone his neighbor, and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies, and they weary themselves to commit iniquity. They can't do it fast enough or with enough zeal. If only the wicked would commit half the effort they put towards iniquity, toward righteousness. Yes. <laughs> People who, con artists and scam artists, work twice as hard as a working man. It's sad. Verse 7. So this one... The Lord's arrows are sharper and fly straighter than theirs. Amen. The Lord shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. Our Lord is the most excellent of marksmen. Yes. Think about Absalom again. Where did he end up? Where's his kingdom? Amen. How about the Pharisees and Sadducees? The Pharisees, as far as they were aware, crucified a man, mistreated and martyred some of his followers. But the Lord leveled their city to the yes, ground. That's right. And their temple has been leveled to this day. Over one million dead in a matter of days. Yes. Move on to verse 8. This one's one that my dad told me uh, as far as a, a saying goes, what goes around comes around. Mm -hmm. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall fall away or shall flee away. Yes. Our God loves to exercise himself in great reversals of fortune. Yes. Many times in scripture the wicked fall into their own traps. Think about Haman. Yes. And I even thought about Satan in Genesis 3:15, and I will put enmity between thy seed and and the woman or between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So Satan thought he was getting away with something, but he, that was his death sentence. Yes. Go down to verse 9. And all men shall fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. Our God shows himself mighty all the time, and men marvel at it. Right. Exodus ten seven and Pharaoh's servant, we just read this a few days ago. Uh, and Pharaoh's servant said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? 
Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? Amen. So they were marveling. I mean, right. when, does, when does that many plagues fall on a nation one after another? I think about Rahab and the, and the telling the spies in Joshua 2, 9 and 10 that the inhabitants of Jericho were terrified of the Israelites because of what happened at the Red Sea. That's right. So they were marveling at God's judgment. And finally, verse 10. The righteous will rejoice when the wicked are judged. Verse 10 says, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in Him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Yes, as we are. Immediately I thought of Miriam's song in Exodus 15. Yes. It's not something you hear at Sunday school or Bible camp. <laughs> Think about being saved from the presence of sin, the fifth and final phase of our salvation. We will rejoice. We won't even be tempted anymore. Right. So that's Psalm 64. Uh, basically, I, I just again wanted to, in closing, to say that um, you know we need to consider slander. It comes from hell. We need to repent of it if it's something that we're guilty of. We need to pray against it yes. for ourselves and for our church. Yes. So let's put these things far behind us, repent, and move forward in righteousness.